There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. All right, here we go. Yeah. Guys, if you were running for president, who would you pick as your vice president? Wow. Frank! Oh, my Lord. Yo. I have my mom's. You know, your mom's oh. always your mom's always has your back. She'll be like, Mira, ten cuidado con él. Míralo muy bien. Tienes que tener confianza con todo el mundo. Mothers, no. Yo. That's a good one. That's a good one. Who's yeah. next? Um, after her Super Bowl performance, I have to go with Shakira. Oh. Because cause we're always tired of, of, like, politicians lying. And we all know her hips don't lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the rest of her doesn't lie either. So. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah. I'm going to go with Lin-Manuel Miranda for wow. my VP. I'm hoping he'll accept. I just feel like everything could be in rap style, uh, you know, yeah. like all the That's speeches true. and really get people's attention. <laughs> yeah. And he's really smart. I just want to be around him. And he was a former guest of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. America uh, the beautiful. Let's go. It's super wonderful. I don't know. How. Yes. Yeah. Along yeah. those lines. Yeah, yeah. Imagine every state of the union. Okay. I would do Don Francisco because that will guarantee me every abuela vote in the United States of America and I would win by a landslide. You would. Sure would. Wow, right. Yep, I'm sure very would. inspired by that, Mike. Yep. The Latinos Out Loud Podcast. Feel that? I felt yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It came from my diaphragm. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you still use that? You still use <laughs> What's a diaphragm? What? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh fun. Uh hi, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast, and I'm one of the hosts here. Rachel La Loca. Hey, Rachel. Hey, this Hi. is Juan uh, Bago filling in. For who? Michael Diaz. Oh, great. Hey, this is Jay Ferns. Hey, Jay. Bless you. Thank you. 
Mr. Frank Spiracy Nibs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got some confidence this week, okay? He doesn't say his government name because he don't trust the government. You know what I'm saying? What government? Deep state, man. Let's call some deep state. the Illuminati. Yeah. Hell yeah. No doubt. Word up. Hi, fellas. Hi. How are you guys? Seriously, how are you guys? Good. Good. Well, I'm full from all the Valentine's Day chocolates I had. Oh, oh. yeah. I Shout out to Russell Stover, yo. I, I thought you were going to take on a little carp thing. That was in know? January, not February. He's back. <laughs> Give me all the Ferrero Rochers you got. You love Ferrero Rochers. <laughs> and, Those are fancy. And in Valentine's, they have them in the heart. They of have them course. in the package as, as a heart. So it's like, like $40. Uh, yeah. it's, it is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> so you you spend, get them in bulk. You, you know, you get a good price. So you spend your your Valentine's eating eating chocolates. Actually, if you really want to know, I went to um, I ate sushi in a very like fancy sushi spot. Mm. Oh, where at? So, um, in in Midtown. Okay. In Midtown, nice. um, it was like they said that it was like um, a soft opening. So it was at the point of the restaurant where they were saying, like, if you have any suggestions, you can tell us and we'll be sure to wait, fix it. Wait, wait, wow. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I've known you for a very long time. Yeah. And one of the things you do is usually you usually look at pictures on yeah. Yelp. So how is that for you, knowing that it's a brand new spot right. and you had no reference? That must have um, drove you crazy. Right. They didn't have a lot of pictures, but the, the ones that they had, I was cool with. And, like, sushi okay. is sushi's not – it's, like, really not – to me, a visual food, it's like, oh, it's sushi. I'm just going to have a bunch of these little sushi things. It's all covered in rice. It all looks the same. <laughs> so unless somebody's really going in on a sushi picture, <laughs> like they're opening it up for me and showing the inside. But like most sushi pictures look the same. So, um, you know, but I was happy. I, it's a, If I could um, remember the name of the restaurant. <laughs> What's I your go-to like, when you go to a sushi spot? See, I'm not a big sushi guy, so I got to really trust my gut. Mm. And you know, I got to what's in it. But what I do love is the shrimp. Is the um, what, what do you call it? The shrimp that they have in sushi. It's kind of like the fry shrimp. Yeah, camarones. Tempura. The tempura. <laughs> tempura. <laughs> the tempura. You know, the I guess bacalao. It sounds like, bacalao. Latino, it sounds Latino. It'd be like, yeah. yo, let me get some tempura. Yeah. Tempura. <laughs> so anytime they got to, that's what I like. So if it has that in there, I'm, I'm pretty good to go. It can have anything else that I don't. It can have like twelve things I don't like. But if there's shrimp tempura in there. That's my G-spot. Did you uh, did you buy flowers? <laughs> did you buy flowers? Oh, okay. I bought one flower because I didn't want her to have a bouquet while we're eating. Oh, that's a good yeah, excuse. That's a good like excuse. That, like that. But check what I'm I did. I'm using that next year. Check Leave what it I to Jamie. Check Leave what it I did. No, Jamie. but I bought a card. Right? I was like, let me get the card, and, and I had you brought... wrote it five minutes before you saw her. <laughs> yeah. I can't answer that. I won't answer that. But like, I had Broadway tickets in there for a show she Ooh. wanted to see. Oh. Nice. So, nice. So that made up for the lack of flowers. Nice. Yeah, shout Jamie out Mrs. Jamie is in the lead. <laughs> shout out Mrs. Dot yeah. on Broadway. Oh, discount. Yeah. Pretty good discount. And um, nice. for the previews. But yeah, so I, I figured you know, you know, no flowers. Soft opening, previews. But I have seen a trend here. Very nice. <laughs> Very the trend nice. is you gotta get it when it's when it's early, right? You gotta get it right when yo, it's it's, it's such a rip-off. I know it's everyone knows this, but yo, I want to get flowers for Sophie, and like they charge like well, she's not supposed to know this, but they charge an arm and a leg for a freaking... Yo, it's crazy. They it put up crazy. the price way up. I threw them off a little bit because they had balloons, and all they have is I love you balloons. And I was like, yo, by the way, I'm kind of mad at my girl. Do you have, like, I like you balloons? Oh, and they were shit. like, no, we don't have that. But, yo, what a scam. Wow. Did you order them online? The balloon? I mean, uh, the, flower? the flowers? No, I got it the day of. Oh. But... 
Yo, it's a, they marked that up like 150%. I mean, that's the like that's their Christmas. <sighs> you know yep. what I'm saying? So <sighs> you really, like, I've had people hook me up with flower things. They're like, I got you. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to give you really nice flowers. They do their whole thing and they bring, they give it to me. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, it's like, so it's only for you. It's only 150. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is in here? What about you, Frank? Me? Guys, you know, I'm single, so it was uh, just chilling. So out. how many Valentine's Days did you have? Nah, yeah. Now, nah, the weird thing to me is I get, like, all these Valentine text messages now. They're so weird. Oh. Like, you know, I mean, friends, like, hey, you know, hey, no, your actually, friendship is so valued and la, 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 la. I'm like, wow. What'd you do, Rachel? You know, the 14th this year was also the mark of my little baby's 18-month birthday, wow. I guess we can call it. It's a milestone. Happy birthday, Benji. I can't believe my baby's 18 months. It's sort of the transition from being a an infant to a toddler. Wow. So I have no more baby, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, oh my God, my little boys are growing up. But it's also a lot of fun. Yeah. He's being more communicative. Um, but I did get flowers delivered. And I swear, my husband, he's so proud of himself every year when... <laughs> Because on the card, he writes every year to mommy from Donovan and Benji. And he always comes home. Yeah, and he's always like, so, did you get the flowers from your boys? And I'm like, yes. Do I have to play along with this? Yes. He sometimes goes as deep as like, you know, he found my credit card and put the information on teleflora.com. I'm like, all right, how much... You got to go along with it. Right? How yeah. much more? <laughs> Don't be mean. I'm not going to be mean. It was really thoughtful. Um, and then, yeah, and then I spent some time with my parents. My parents are really into Valentine's Day. They've been married for 53 years. Wow. wow. My mother decorates the whole house. There was Cupid everywhere and the hearts and the this and the that. So hey, where's your mother? I'm looking for her. They're really into Valentine's Day. That's the day, day. your like, dad wow. is in his underwear all day, not just for a few hours, right? That He's whole so day. proud of his. You know what? I, for some way, like, I have a way to my dad's heart, you know, like, well, whatever. I'm the favorite. And so I bought him these really long, extra long boxers so that he could walk around the house in those. Right. And it's more acceptable. Nice. Right. So now it, it worked. Okay. And he was just bragging about them on Valentine's Day. He's like, yeah, look what your daughter bought me. I got these. Uh, they're like shorts. He loves them. I think it would be hard if you were with someone that long. Because then you'd be like, how do you top yourself you know, from all the Valentines you've had together. Like, right. eventually, you know, your mom would probably be like, yeah, it wasn't as good as the 25th Valentine's we had <laughs> right. together. Or, you know, the 32nd was good too, but the 50th, yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. You know. That's true. Well, well, yeah. S- speaking of underwear, we were on a podcast uh, as well recently. Yep. Ladies de Bronche. Were they in their underwear? Or what kind of... I feel like... Was that a good segue that you were trying to go for? Skittles was in his underwear, right? Skittles was in his underwear on his Instagram page. He he did an underwear shoot. Yeah. So shout out to Skittles of Ladies Who Bronche. Yes. We were on their podcast. Jamie, discuss how was your experience for the... I was at the the sushi spot. (laughs) That was before. Pre-Valentine's Day. Pre-Valentine's Day. But... um, Tell me what went on. I heard like the conversation got a little racy, you know? Yeah. It was Bago. Rachel, you had a good time on that podcast. I haven't seen you laugh like that in a while. Yeah, <laughs> the topics were pretty raw. Latinos out loud after dark. It was <laughs> yes. It was like talking Mike, about, sometimes you get a little you know, you get a little like nervous get... with those kind of conversations. <laughs> um no, not really. 
really? I, no. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I was open about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. I don't mind. He spoke freely. I do. He Talking said. about everything. Sax. Bagos come a long way. Sax. Sax. Can't even pronounce it. We talked sax. about saxophones, <laughs> alto saxes, sax. tenor saxes, a lot yeah. of saxes. Y la Julissa también. Uh-huh. Julissa and Skittles. They make a good team. Those are the hosts. Yes. yes. Shout out to Julissa and Skittles. But, you know, we now have to start catering for our guests. Yo, they, they I had, saw that. They had fruits. I mean, mm. They had freaking like the Costco fruits, like the delicious, oh, fresh mangoes. You missed out, Jamie. Those mangoes you should are just delicious. T- you should have just taken uh, Fatima to the brunch. I didn't you know, know there was catering. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I they had catering. wine. They had Tito's vodka on deck. Ooh, they I had a lot of oh. good stuff. The Tostitos with the hints of lime. I never told you this. What? So they had, because it was they do it at a WeWorks, they had like um, the iced coffee. Yeah. The one that comes Cold out. Cold brew. Wow. Cold brew. I didn't tell you this. What? I didn't fall asleep till three thirty in the morning. Oh, I was wow. so wired because you know I'm not drinking or anything like that. I had so much. You got like four cold brew coffee. You drank a tall cup of cold brew. <laughs> yo, I was up till four in the morning. I could not fall asleep. I was wide awake, yo. Damn, yo. It was crazy. So be careful what time you drink that cold brew. Hope you made that time productive. But, uh, oh yeah. Latinos are allowed after dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Valentine's was the next, yeah. was that day. Yeah, was. By three in the morning, was already Valentine's. Yeah, I will say, there's something to be said about Latinos and our sex stories. I, mm. I feel like they're very different. Um, I think sex in general has a lot of cultural dividers, and yeah. I mean that in a good way, just that we have distinct stories, especially with Latinos and Latinas. Mm. Like, mm. You don't even know the, the girl talk that I have sometimes. Is that like we're for the most part, taught that some of these things are taboo and we shouldn't talk about them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I learned on, uh, on Lady Del Bronche. Mm-hmm. I mean, you girls, you girls went in. It was very nice to be in a forum where I felt like we could say anything we wanted. We talked about... Um, um, I'm yes, trying to think exactly. Of, exactly. I'm trying to think Rachel. of a good way... What did we talk about? I'm trying to think of a, a Latinos out loud way to say it. Because, uh, you know, on Ladies Who Bronche, we were very on brand for them, I think, with that conversation. Oh, oh man. Um, pero, yeah, we talked about some you know, of the... Deep throat the movie. The deep throating <laughs> oh. and the methods and I the tactics. Threshold. I got to hear this episode. The yeah. threshold. looking forward to it. The taint. We learned about yeah. it. The oh, taint. the taint. And looking for the, the pro- looking for the prostate, you know. Yeah. Sex wings? No sex wings? Okay. Next yeah. time. It's interesting. It was mouth open. I mean, eye opening. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? Oh, my God. <laughs> love that. I love that. On that note, it's time for the Pachincha Bites. I yes. a new intro. Yes. I hear that song. I feel like I'm going like a group of people were like marching down the street. Like we're about to protest. Yeah. For like a cause. We're gonna fight for our right. Revolution, revolution. The revolution has started. Um Guys, let's start out with the bites right away. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go. Get it. The uh, there's an an American Airlines um, female passenger posted a video online of a man punching the back of her reclined seat. What? Wow. Um, evidently, because it made him spill his drink, so he got all bratty, and she has video of him, and he's just first he started tapping it, and then he just tapping starts what? punching it. Okay. This video racked up 2.4 million views. Wow. Okay, viral anyone, um, and sparked a debate. About who's the bigger jerk, the puncher or the poster? Wow. 
So first of all, if he did this shit to some Latina women I know, they would have opened up the emergency exit doors on that dude. Like, <laughs> hey, now you got more room to stretch your legs, pendejo. Stop hitting my chair. I'm going to kick you in your cockpit, if you know what I mean. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Evidently, that Latina woman likes wordplay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is her name Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> it's me and drag. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be seen here, okay? All the way in the back of business... And <laughs> what's business class is the good class. Okay. Yeah. Coach. Yes. Um, the other class. Um, I'm going to side with the woman, though, because I never had to ask anyone if I could push my airplane seat back. Really? You know, and vice versa. I feel like that's something that everyone knows that they can do. It's part of the yeah. ticket that you pay for. This yeah. dude could have handled that situation a lot differently. I mean, because just because you're not in first class doesn't mean you got to be low class. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, exactly. You know what I'm saying, yo? I'm trying to... Like, what would he have done if there was, a, like, something else that annoyed him on the plane? Like, if there was a baby in front of him crying, would he punch the baby? Damn. Oh. You know, I mean, we've all thought about doing that, but we don't actually do it, right? Yeah, I've seen it done. You've seen it done? I was Pu there. Punch a baby? I don't want to throw us off on a tangent, but I was on an Egypt air flight going to Egypt. That's a long flight. Oh, yeah. shit. And sometimes babies get ear infections, and when they're going up in the air, it's even worse because, you know, your ears pop. So yeah. there was a little oh, yeah. infant wailing. Mm. And everybody's got their eye mask on and their circulation socks trying to get some sleep on this overnight flight. And I saw a woman get up and grab the baby by the <laughs> ear. I was like, shut up! Shut up! For real? Shut wow. up! And the lady, the mother got up and didn't even get physical, but she was like, get off my baby! It was a very big debacle. Everybody took off their mask and they were trying to, you know... Were they were they both Egyptian? Yes. So maybe, in the, maybe they're in the Egyptian culture. It's, it's like, you know... It's You're, okay. It's okay to hit a baby if they're being you grabbed know, him by the earlobe. Wow. Or, oh, so she didn't. But, she didn't hit him. She was like, Shut but it was up. still, yeah, it was still something you shouldn't do. And they, well, anyway, the lady. The end of the story is they separated the two. The lady and her baby got to ride first class all the way up. Damn. Wow. Yeah, because the baby was crying a lot. But you know, most. So of maybe us that's just, a hack. Have your baby cry all the yeah, time and get bumped to first class. Yeah, yeah slap my baby up. Okay. Smack my baby Different. up. Different. I didn't mean to throw off the bites. I'm, no, I didn't mean to hijack. That's a Get great it? real life. Uh, <laughs> the bites. <laughs> oh, <laughs> On the plane. That that you don't want to punch a baby. You, no. Um, no. Another thing that happens on planes, now they have these uh, these animals that you can bring, the emotional support animals. Yes. Yeah. So if, if this guy was annoyed by an animal, he might have punched out an ostrich or whatever the fuck they bring on the plane. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, iguana. You know, he's like, yo, you just punched out my emotional support iguana. What the fuck? This guy, people like this cannot be on planes. And I'm pretty sure if this dude, if there was some sort of God forbid terrorist attack, he'd be the first guy to hide in the fucking tight oh, ass yeah. bathroom. Oh, yeah. Right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he'll just, <laughs> but he has, you know, uh, you know, this middle-aged white woman is sitting in front of him and he's braver than than brave. Yeah. I'm sure if, you know, if Frank was sitting in front of him, he wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> exactly. Right. He'd, he'd be like... He'd be massaging his head. Sitting there. <laughs> he'd be like, uh, excuse me, sir, would you mind just pushing your seat up a little bit? Hey, okay? Wait a minute. Uh, don't you have a podcast? Oh my uh, God, is that Frank Spiracy? Frank Spiracy, I'm a big fan. Go ahead, recline your seat even more. You, you want to sit on my lap? The only time I would condone actions like this, though, are when people take their socks off on a plane. Oh, Ew, people wrong? do that? Yeah, you haven't What's seen these. Ew. And people post it when they do a lot. They just, people barefoot. And sometimes I've seen it in real in planes really? myself. They just they're with their, you know, socks is fine, but if you just have your bare feet and I don't know you, I don't want to fucking right. see your toes. You know what I'm saying? Right. What's next? Fucking like your pubes? Shaving your pubes on, on the Jamie. subway? 
It can happen, right? Um, Gross. Anyway, let's go from pubes to Pepsi. Yeah. Because Pepsi oh! is unveiling a, a, an engagement ring. Yeah. Uh, nice. A diamond that it's made out of its crystal soda, crystal Pepsi. Wow. How many carrots is that? Uh, it's actually 1.53 carrots. <laughs> okay. Um, it's on a, on a platinum so. band. Wow. You know, I was nice. Yeah. How much do you think that costs? Well, it actually, it's worth three thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, you ain't gonna give that no Latina girl. I mean, she ain't taking no three thousand dollars. You gave me a ring made out of soda, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that where you see the the worth of our relationship? Yo, hold up. You didn't get. You couldn't. You couldn't uh, get the Coca Cola classic one. Right. Why you yo? I don't even drink Pepsi. Stupid. They you should have got me a fucking country club ring or some shit. <laughs> this shit looks like an RC Cola ring. All right, really cheap. <laughs> What the fuck? What is this, a Fanta ring? <laughs> huh? You like the Fanta girls? Not even that the pepper? What's wrong? You like the girls, right? The Fanta girls? I should Hawaiian punch you right now <laughs> for not knowing my worth. <laughs> uh, I gotta stop. Uh, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. And right to win this, to win this, by the way, you gotta, um, if you go on Twitter, they, they want people to give their best engagement proposals. Oh. Really? I don't want to do that on Twitter, though. It's just like, it seems like a personal thing. Like, In 140 like, characters, you gotta do <laughs> a fucking it? wedding Damn, proposal? Yeah, what's she worth to you? <laughs> It's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You are the choice of my new generation. Ooh. Then you got to put a bracket That's a one of two. Thing. What? You got to continue the tweet. You got to put one of two, like, continue it on there. apostrophe D. So, Rachel, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want this? You wouldn't want a, a ring Pepsi based on proposal? a soda? A Pepsi proposal? No. no. I mean, I'm all for the publicity. The Pepsi proposal publicity sounds right. nice. Right. Yeah. You guys could be, like, the new Pepsi spokespeople. Exactly. Spokescouple. Oh. Yeah. All right? It'd be really nice. Um, but, uh, uh, someone like you or Bago should consider this, you know, given that, uh, you know. Uh, I'm more I'm more into like non-caffeinated, you know, gems. Uncaffeinated uh, gems. Okay. <laughs> Precious stones. Uncut gems are... reference? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, guys, it's time for Frank. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello! Folks! Hi, Frank! Frank. How's everyone doing? Great, Frank! That is fantastic. Frank-tastic. Listen, guys, today we're going to talk about the gate of hell. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. Some people refer... where we are now? No, no. This place is, this is a real place. <laughs> sorry. Oh. Some people even refer to it as the door to hell. Oh. The door to hell? Yeah, some people refer to it as the door to hell. Oh, man. This place resides um, to, a, uh, to a country next to Af- Afghanistan. Okay, I'm going to oh. try to mention it. It's going to be a little hard, so just bear with me. It's called Turkmenistan. Oh. Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan? And, and it's a desert. This, almost this whole country is a desert, okay? And this gate of hell was found in the er, in the late '60s to early 1970s, where um, the Soviets run this country. Oh, okay. And they found methane, and they found oil underneath this desert, and it was huge. It's like almost like a football size, like huge methane gas underneath the sand, and they started going down into this. And what happened was it enclaved and it fell and it imploded in. Mm. Okay? Wow. 
And when it imploded in, I mean, this rig fell inside and everything. Oh. And it started like a mini fire. So what they started doing was they started digging deeper, deeper into this hole. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the people that have that did this digging, they said that they heard like these weird noises down in the earth's core. No. In the crust. Yes. What did it sound like? It's, they said it sounded so eerie. They sound it sounded like people like really like 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 monsters or haunted like sounds of people. Yeah. So some people call it hell down there. Like it was wow. hell. And let me tell you what they decided to do after that. Since there was still methane coming out of this earth, they decided to turn it on fire. What? So they lit it on fire. And what happened was that it stopped. I mean, it blew up and it, not, it has not stopped burning since 1971. So like you can go there for like a bonfire? Yes. So p- this has become like a tourist site now. Is that where they do the Burning Man Festival? No, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> like the Olympic torch. This thing has methane still pouring out of it. It's like a sauna. And it's become like a tourist attraction. So people go to it, like you can see it for miles. So it's like become like this huge, like burning hole in the middle of the desert in this weird ass place called Turkestan next to Afghanistan. The the people that live there, what what do you call them? I, I, they're they're a mixture of like Soviet pe. They're like Soviets so it's not mixed with Afghanistanian people. Turkestanians. So Turkestanians. So this is like a. This that is, sounds right. This yeah. thing. Is, I mean, you guys could go. There's a few documentaries on it. We and should this, all go. This thing has been burning since 1971. Yeah. And the weird thing about it is like the animals and the instincts go on the edges of it. And since the light is so bright at night, it, they go in and they just kill themselves. What? They go oh to hell. Oh they my just God. yes. They go right over. They jump into the fire. Yes. It's so. Uh, it's so. Glaring and so amazing, and the light yeah. is so it, it's so enhancing. Maybe they're just like depressed animals, you know? Right. Uh, Maybe it, they just had a bad tour guide. <laughs> guys, but this thing has been burning since 1971. And the people that I mean, you can see the documentaries, the people that have, that spoke about the sounds that they heard in the bottom of this thing, they went down like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet, hundreds of feet, and they heard these horrific sounds. But how do you go down there if it's burning now? Well, you can't go down. But before they turned it on fire, they started doing testing and they started going down. Like I told you guys earlier, they turned it on fire. And when they turned it on fire, the methane just from just it just it just engulfed it. And since then, it's been burning. And they haven't been able to turn it off. They've even put like dirt, try to put dirt inside of it, and it just keeps on burning. Last last time I went down on a big burning hole, I did not have a good experience. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> At least a warning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Guys, some people say this <laughs> this like this, you know, some people say it's like a gateway to hell. A lot of people say that this is like a portal. Why right? are you gonna go to the portal if it's burning you? So like how do you get Well, there? they say there's a portal that you know you could probably get like the devil and then like the you know like this is like a portal to it. Like this has to stop go. burning. I wanna go. You wanna go this to is, hell? I want to go. This, they don't call it the door to hell for no goes. reason. And I spoke to you guys about portals. There's a lot of portals around the world. Like CERN is one of them. The bakery? Or I, the... <laughs> I spoke, Not portos. I spoke about the portal Portos. in Iraq. For our LA listeners, y'all know right. what that's about. <laughs> Some people saying that this may be a portal down to down there. You know what I mean? I want to go. I want to go to Twerkistan. Twerkistan. Where is it? That sounds like Tur- where is it? I'd like to go. Twerkistanian? Turkestan. Oh. oh. Where I are the other portals? Are there any portals in New York? There is a CERN portal. There is a few, they say. They say there's one in Switzerland, and they say there's a few, they, there's a few around the world. The one in Switzerland is like all ice? 
No. Okay. This is the first the first CERN that they've created, but people say there's others around the world. And what was the first name of it? It was the Door to Hell? Gate of Hell. Oh. I so if you want to look door. it up, it's called the Gate of Hell, but if you some people call it the Door to Hell also. The Door to Hell. Right. It's been burning for almost 50 years, guys. This thing has not... Every porta potty to me is like the Door to Hell. Oh, yes. Yeah. To Ooh, me, that's God, what I call porta potties. <laughs> Oh. That's enough gates of hell. Um, that's the Frank conspiracy news for this week, guys. Frank, thanks, hell. Frank. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Frank. All right, folks. Uh, here we go to a commercial break. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. All right, you guys, it's the time of the show where we interview someone amazing. You know what it is. Mm. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast, so we're always going to have someone amazing. Tonight's guest is a dear, dear friend to the room. He's an actor. He's teaching the craft and sharing his secrets. Mm. He's a comedian, and he is our friend, Victor Cruz. Victor. Victor Cruz. Cruising. We're cruising. Thank you so much. That was such such a a nice introduction. I I appreciate you guys so much. I mean, you guys are hilarious. We love you. You guys are great. I love you, too. We love you. Mm. I love you. It's been a long time. Go ahead, Jamie. What I was going to say thanks for coming. And Aww. that's it. That's all the time we have. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This Do was you have your so social great. media handles? Uh, yes. Out. You can find me at uh, Victor Cruz Acting Studio, Victor Cruz Films. We'll Thank see you, you guys. Around. Have a we'll great see you night. around the comedy Hope you enjoyed clubs. that. that was we should have you back when we have a little bit more time. Anytime. Yeah, Just let sorry, me know when. I'm available. Ready, willing, and able. Like unemployment. <laughs> Perfect. All right, cut. You guys, can we take a smoke break? Yeah, that was really good. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're still, we're still on just, the air, actually. Right oh, and they all leave, uh, and I'm just sitting here waiting for the smoke break. But we did it, end the interview, so we are done. We are done. <laughs> oh my god, should we just like where do we? That's start? the attention span of the future. <laughs> Oh no! That's where interviews yeah, are going. Yeah. You just have to end it right there. Yo, that <laughs> intro was kind of long. <laughs> I fell asleep. I, I hit stop. I mean, because I had stuff to do. Uh, I'm predicting like, what Rachel's about to do right now. What? What? She knows someone more than what? ten years. She's like, all right, let's play this game. When did we first meet? Yeah. Meet first. <laughs> when did I first meet you? When did yes. we first meet? You guys, don't you love this game? If you love this game, holler at us at We Are Latinos Out Loud on Instagram. Okay. okay? If you love this game, and if you don't, I swear to God. It'll be the last time I ask to play it. It's not going to be the last time. <laughs> and I'm not even on the show with you guys all the time, you but know I know. You know I just know her. She loves She loves. Yeah. This. I'm yeah. not going to go first. I'm going to throw it's a, a mix, throw a wrench into the mix. I'm not going to go first. It's Somebody good, else go first. It's a good That's where you hear Frank in the fifth mic from the background. Yo, uh, I remember you were performing in Washington Heights. <laughs> Go, you go first, Juan Bago. No, I always go first. Jamie, no, you, you go first. No, you don't always go first. Jamie, when did you I think I, before I even knew Vic, I 
saw him in I met him in the stand-up scene. Oh, a long time ago. That's right. Well, give us a year, Jamie. Damn, I don't even know. Early two thousands. Early two thousands. Okay, that's good. I was that's still good. rocking my here. my um my Justin Timberlake curly fro in sync look. I remember that. Yeah, I had asked for your autograph, and I was like, oh wait, you're not right. you're not Justin. It was my bye bye bye. I was like yeah, bye, yeah, yeah. bye bye bye. And so you cute. and you lied about it too because it was right. before like the internet was booming, so people couldn't research it. They were like, we didn't for know. real, you're Justin. You're like, yeah, yeah. I was Justin. like, yeah, I used to say I was his cousin. <laughs> and I was working on my album and he was helping me produce all that shit. I had a whole backstory. Anywho. Wow, um, Jamie. Yeah, and I remember it was like New York Comedy Club specifically. Mm-hmm. And you were hosting. Yeah, it was but, the Latino Laughter Show. Yeah. I used to host, I used to host uh, Friday and Saturday nights or sometimes just one or the other. Mm-hmm. No, but I, this was pre-everything. Like before I knew Mike, Rachel. Oh. So this was even, I didn't even know... So Victor was just a guy that I remember being mad funny, and I was like, "Yo, like this ho- this host guy's pretty good. I better bring my A game." And then I went up on stage and I brought my C minus game. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't C minus. But his, whatever his C minus so game got, was, it was definitely like, you know, way above that. Oh, He's wow. being hard on himself. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember the act, but I'm sure it was. I still remember way one of his bit. He had <laughs> Jimmy had a bit about like a girlfriend that he dated. It was she was like homeless. And he, like, uh, dated her, but she was, like, homeless. Is that true? Uh, yeah. No, I was, like, some homeless women on the train are pretty attractive. <laughs> so sometimes I'm, like, I'll go up to them and be like, yo, what homeless shelter are you staying at? What's up, bro? <laughs> oh, God. Nah, you know, that was the thing. I don't know if I used it that night, but maybe. maybe. He, he would even use the Justin Timberlake line <laughs> to them as well. <laughs> I had a red light that I was supposed to shine, and I think Victor knew that I was going. It was going bad, so he just yelled out "red light." Yeah, <laughs> like three minutes in, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I heard about what he was doing, and so I would follow him after the shows and carry a red light similar to the one at the comedy club, so that he could wrap it up wherever he is, wherever he was. I had the free time at the time. This is a really stressful, uh, painful time in my life. So, Mike, why don't you share your so first time me, that you saw Victor? So <laughs> that you met Victor. The way the first time I met. Victor. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Take I, us there. I knew of you prior meeting you. I yeah. was stalking the internet. I wanted to Ooh. know about the whole Ooh. Latino comedy scene. And right from day one, discovered you were such a hustler because you had like um, a DVD of your comedy. Called, yeah. I believe it was the Victor Cruz show. Yep. And you used to sell those. And it was something where you were already creating. You're following. You were hustling. What like rappers were doing where they were selling albums mm. from the back of their trunk. You were doing that online. So I was so curious. And then a few months later, when the Latino Film Festival came and they had their films, you had a short film. And I had my feature that same year, and we met at the filmmakers lounge where they had like all the filmmakers have lunch, and it was a luncheon. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is the dude that I probably saw his work for six months." And then that was us, Lyndon McRae. I think even Aye. Gil Flores was a part of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was so dope that I saw your work because this was before social media. So it was not like, "Oh, let me follow." No, it was just like this was like MySpace. This was like Whoa, uh, dating yourself. Your, yeah, but you had we your website. You were like, that's one of the things I knew that you were uh, you were hustling. And then you also, your short film was sort of a parody of Law & Order. So um, that was my first time. I had such uh, respect for your hustle nice. in that space. And then we met as filmmakers having our films in the yeah, same. Yeah, I think you had sent yeah. me a message on MySpace. And you were telling me about your film, that it was premiering mm-hmm. at, at, you know, 
the New York International Latino Film Festival. And then I said, I said, dope. So I was like, yo, I'm going to come. And, and like, there were like no seats available at your screening. Like literally, I think I was sitting on top of somebody's lap. I don't know what it was. I was like, you mind if I sit on your lap? And Jamie said, no problem. And so there I was watching. Yeah. But, but it was so dope though, um, watching like your hustle and like what you were doing in your movement, because you were like, for me, you were like the funny guy you know, for, for for a lot of people building yourself up, but in the Dominican community, definitely Washington Heights, definitely New York City, people knew who you were. Um, you had built a nice following. And so I admired you a great deal as well, man. Yeah, so it was a mutual thing, and it was great. And then from there, we, we started working together. So I met Victor, and it was, picture this, the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000. We're going to need to clear rights for that. You better stop singing. <laughs> anyway, it was the year 2000, and it was the Jack Daniels comedy series that was touring around the New York comedy club circuit. And I had all the girls from Stony Brook come down, and we went to this comedy show featuring a lot of Latinos, which is also the night that I met Angelo Lozada, rest in peace ah, to our friend, because nice. he was on the bill. Yeah. A lot of Latino comics, and Ozzy was there. I saw him. like, And then for some reason, me and my friends we just like gravitated towards them because they shared these Latino stories on stage that made us hysterical laugh because they were so relatable yet outrageous so we enjoyed everyone's performance that night and we went to other dates of that comedy tour for sure but that's when we first met so we were outside of the comedy club just like chit-chatting for a while after the show and then after that I recommended you to somebody who booked you for a cruise um, do you remember this? Yes it was that is a story that stays with me forever cruise on a cruise will, is that how you cruise of a cruise uh, well, <laughs> no well, here, here, should I share that story because I've always thought about that story wait this is the forum to share any story but wait that where story, is this going geez, I mean that story is going to go in a place oh, that I know this story. is not great <laughs> uh -oh, but it's led to a lifelong friendship <laughs> Just a lifelong friendship. I mean, friendship. we can always edit the story out. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> if, it if it gets too uh, unplayable. Latinos have to talk. Does it, get, does it involve <laughs> Rachel, Rachel in the lower deck? Uh, no, listen. Oh. Rachel, Rachel used to come to a lot of the shows. She used to bring her really beautiful friends to the show. Um, we kind of like, we loved Rachel because she was just so cool. And she just like, she was kind of like the connector person. I don't know why you were like, and these are my friends. And we are like, hey, let's hang out after this. <laughs> the show uh, but always brought beautiful friends to the show and you know they were so cool because they brought a great energy to the crowd and we always looked for when, you, when we saw you guys at the show we knew okay this is gonna be a great show oh my god and wait, um what? and and so it was just really great and so your lovely husband today who back then i think you guys were just dating had yeah. booked me to do a cruise one of these cruises for like july 4th weekend it was like for july 4th itself on the east river i went to do my thing and like right in the middle of my act, also the fireworks started happening <laughs> and I was trying to keep up with the fireworks. And I say this with all the love because I, I respect and love her husband. I think he's a great guy. Um, they just shut off my microphone. I was no longer live. Oh, my God. It was it, like like if you heard bombs exploding outside, my material was also bombing. Oh we were bombing. Matter of fact, maybe I thought it was fireworks, but it was just me bombing. Oh. 
And then New York City no. said, oh, the fireworks started. It's coming from that boat. Let's start our fireworks. <laughs> and so we were a collaborative effort. And so the mic shut off. The lights went out. I mean, they they went to the point. It felt like they pulled the plug on the cruise itself. The whole <sighs> thing shut down. And I couldn't hear myself. And I said, all right, I think this is the end of this act. <laughs> he came to me. He said, listen, man, I just want to tell you that this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I was like, cool. So now when you <sighs> bomb on a cruise, you have to sit there on that cruise <laughs> for the next three <laughs> hours. Until it docks. So imagine me sitting and eating with people on the boat. It's like, hey, this is, and like, hey, you're the guy, right? Like, yeah, I'm the guy. Just call you me firework man, yeah, right? Just call me fireworks. Um, and oh, then, and then no. to add salt to the wound, right? Because oh, this is this is God. the beginnings of my career. This is the beginnings. I used to work at a movie theater. Um, I used oh, to work. You yeah. remember this, right? And and I felt bad for for Rachel because she had this look on her face, like, "No, don't be mean." But I was working the ticket booth. I was selling tickets. This is, of course, a long time ago. She shows up. She's with her boyfriend, who was a boyfriend at the time, her yeah. husband now, and uh, they're gonna buy tickets. And there I am. This is two weeks later after the performance. Oh my god! There was fireworks there. Now there's fireworks at the ticket booth. Oh no! And he saw me, and he couldn't stop laughing. And poor Rachel was like, oh, don't, I remember this. don't do that. It's not nice. And then I was just like, enjoy the movie. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the movie. But before you do, let me finish my set. Right. Yeah. That I didn't, right. So I said, hold finish. up. So customers were complaining because I decided to finish my set while <laughs> I had the tickets in my hand. And I was like, yeah, but... You ever go out? You ever snore when you sleep? <laughs> yeah. and, and then the boy, and then and then of course your husband was like, oh, "The movie's gonna start." I was like, "Wait, wait, got one more," because <laughs> the set was supposed to be this time oh, frame. And what they a your closer. You had to give your closer. That what was my closer. Yeah, but that wow. was the story. I love this game because it just shows like 19, 20 years of history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's like go through the years then. Okay, so you started off doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. My, has that evolved? Mm -hmm. For sure. Like, I think a lot of people come to this podcast to hear these stories of evolution because they then figure out that what they're doing now, too, could be multidimensional. If there's one shout out that I have to give you, Victor Cruz, is that you have really turned your knack, your shtick, your stuff into different layers of opportunity. And I need you to talk about that a little bit more. You know what I'm talking about. Not for sure. Listen, uh, you know, it's for me, it started with the stand-up, and uh, I actually left stand-up for a little bit, went to school, studied acting, SUNY Purchase, mm -hmm. did a four-year program. When I got out, the day before graduation, I booked my first TV gig on HBO's The Sopranos. Mm. I did that, and I remember saying to myself, yo, my career's going to take off. It's happening. Yes! And then I sat around for eight months with no calls coming in. So I sat at the window, I looked out the window, I started looking for a star that I could wish upon, and then I saw a bright light and I said, okay, that's, that's a star that I can wish upon, and I started speaking to it, then it started to move, and then I realized it was a plane. And so it's fine, I wished upon that the plane. I wished that upon the plane. Because yeah. of the pollution, that was the only thing I saw. Uh, Anyways, you I, saw the chemtrail, so that's uh, good. You can wish upon a chemtrail. That's it, I'm, I'm good, right, you know? Right, Frank? Uh, 
So, <laughs> so shortly after that, um, gigs started to come in. So I guess it worked. <laughs> I started doing my thing. But along the way, along the way, I, I kept doing the stand-up. Um, but I also, along the way, I started producing my own stuff, which is what brings us to the story you were sharing about producing my own DVD, The Victor Cruz Show. I was out there like the rappers, literally on the street with DVDs. I was after the shows, hustling and bustling to, to try to push this and make things happen. And believe it or not, that DVD ended up somewhere in California. Uh, some woman who worked at Magnolia Pictures got a hold of it. She reached out to me. She said, hey, I got this writer from this one TV show. Let's get together. Let's try to pitch this to NBC, which we did. Um, didn't work out. You know, didn't nothing ever happen from it. But it was just a great opportunity to at least right. give it a shot and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, from producing that DVD, it gave me the confidence and just this idea that I could produce my own content, that I that I could give directing a stab or to try to do it. Because that project was created by two of my friends that I went to school with. They knew how to shoot. They knew how to edit. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff at the time. In like 2007 or something, like mid-2000s or something like that around there, I started dabbling with editing. And I just tried it and I started shooting my own stuff. Not everything was great, but um, it gave me the confidence to then actually produce for real. Um, in the process of doing that, um, I discovered that I love teaching mm. and, um, I was helping friends with auditions and, you know, helping them prep. And so I started unofficially teaching. And then 10 years ago, I sort of consciously began teaching. And I think Frank, you were at my very first workshop. Oh wow. my God. Frank, Frank. 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 At my very first workshop that I did wow. for free. Just to see if this could be real. And Frank was there. Frank was there. Nice. And and there was about 40 people that showed up to this five-hour workshop. I don't know why I was punishing these people for five hours, <laughs> but I did. And 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 believe it or not, you know, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't Twitter, there was Facebook still in its early stages, and just word of mouth, 40 people showed up, and the majority of them I didn't know who they were. So that gave me the confidence. I said, I think I can teach. I think I can do this. Two weeks later, I did my first class. 18 people showed up to that class. Nice. And I said, okay, I think this is cool. So I'm just trying to make sure I encompassed everything here. But mm-hmm. along the way, obviously started as an actor comedian, then started producing well, and became a teacher. I need to throw something in and then we can go back through the years. I recently saw you over the summer when I was on set for West Side Story. Well, and... I bumped into you. I bumped into you at Steiner Studios in Brooklyn when you came for your fitting. Oh, right. My bad. That's when My I bad. saw you. And you told me, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be... I think you said you were going to be part of the America sequence. Yes. I didn't know which day you were filming. But uh, but anyways, we said, I, I told you, yeah, I'm going to see you on set. And I think the one day you did film, I wasn't there. Damn. Yeah, I didn't see you. Okay. Where, did you film on 113th Street? Yes, in okay. the street. Yeah, I wasn't there that hot, 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 it hot day. It was so hot. I filmed for two days and they were both very hot. That was the pachanga section of the song. It was the, the oh, the very end. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and the dance sequence. Mm-hmm. It was so, so great. But I bring this up to say, I saw Victor Cruz doing something else with his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another source of revenue. Mm-hmm. And you've got to talk to it in detail. But please, you should just share. Let everybody know what your attachment to West Side Story was, because I think it's fascinating. All right. So I was brought on board to West Side Story as a dialect coach. 
I was brought on board uh, through my mentor from college, who he was my speech and voice teacher then at Purchase. He had invited me for the callbacks about, it. Uh, I think it was in November of last year, he invited me, uh, I'm sorry, not November of last year, November of the year before mm-hmm. now, because now thinking of the time. And he had said, hey, listen, I'm doing the callbacks for West Side Story. Would you be down to come with me? Because one, I don't speak Spanish. Two, I don't speak Puerto Rican Spanish. He said, would you help me to prep the actors for their callbacks? I said, sure. I jumped at the opportunity. It was super exciting. Spielberg's attached to it. Tony Kushner, who's also the playwright for Angels in America, is going to be on this. Oh, my God. It's a dream come true. Of course. Spend the entire week with all these amazing actors the majority of them all got cast in the film as sharks jets and other characters um i finally met spielberg the last day and and during the process i also met tony kushner who who i you know i suggested some ideas of, of changes for lines that would bring it closer to what i thought puerto ricans might say but to give Tony Kushner credit, that man does his research like thoroughly in a way that I was very impressed with what they were doing with this movie. It wasn't like an idea like back in the day. It was generic. Not at all. Not at all. This guy was super sensitive about everything and, and making sure it was right. So um, anyway, so I didn't think they were going to invite me back to the project when they started doing the prep work for it. And they did. They invited me and my mentor back Um and so I was there doing the entire process. I helped prepare the actors in the beginning. I was in the studio for all the songs, for every single song from America to, wow. you know, a boy like that. So, so I was just there as a support system just to make sure that, that you know, these, this lovely talent that was cast in this film, that, you know, that everything just stayed in, in you know, in, in Puerto Rico and that it, it sounded great. Um, and in the process... I don't know if I told you this. I, yeah. I don't think I had known this, but uh, I booked a role in the film. No. So I'm in. Awesome. I'm in the beginning of the film, and I'm, I'm in the prologue. I'm part of the uh, Puerto Rican community. I own a restaurant in the neighborhood. When the jets come in to invade and 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 mess with us, you'll see me at the top of the Amazing. film. Amazing. <sighs> Amazing. Cool. That is dope. That is, and that is kind of like Victor Cruz is one of those actors that you see him pop up in a lot of. A lot of things. TV shows. I remember I saw you. What, what was that? That movie with John Travolta, the subway movie? Oh, uh, Taking Pel- the yeah. Taking of Pelham 1, 2, I remember seeing that in the theater. I'm like, you oh. picked this in the beginning of this. And then, um, I saw, oh, in the... the oh. And Annie. Annie. Oh, yeah. Inside Black Annie. Annie. You were... Black Annie. You were in the-, <laughs> the title wasn't Black Annie, but it should have been... <laughs> And what's funny is that, you know, I'm her teacher in the uh. film, but the girl can't read, so I'm obviously not doing a good job. <laughs> I suck. Public school. You also had to really quickly. Perfectly. You also had a scene real uh, with Al Pacino. Yes. How was that? Like, Ooh. if you can give us a quick summary of just Amazing. how was it being in a, in a, in a Amazing. So I, I thought I was gonna be super nervous because this is Al Pacino. This is the man, legend. And they don't even introduce me to him. They just start a rehearsal, and I see him coming from far away, and I'm I see this little guy coming towards me, way shorter than me. I had no idea, and it's Al Pacino. And suddenly we're in the scene, and we're doing the thing. And the first thing that I immediately picked up was that he was not an actor who was, like, filled with ego and pride. This man was an actor's actor. He, his, his style of work is as if this was his first job ever. Totally humble. And so... Love that. We did the rehearsal. Barry Levinson, who was the director of this, um, he says, he says, great, let's shoot that. 
I was like, all right. We shot it. It was great. For the next two or three takes, he goes, uh, Victor, um, you know, Al's going to say some things, and you just say some things. Two of you just improvise. Just go. I'm like, I'm about to improvise with Al Pacino? Yes. Ah. Yes. And it all worked. And afterwards, Al came up to me. He was like, oh, Victor, Victor, you're so good. Victor, 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 Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Little tear just coming down yes! my face. And I just let it go all the way down. I didn't even wash the tear for days. You could see the stream. Laminate that shit. The magical stream just there. It was great. Victor Cruz, I have to tell you, one of the best Room 28 shows I think I've ever been part of and had the most fun was when you were in it. That holiday show was incredible. We love working with you. We love playing with you. And, uh, you know, just to speed through this, I also took your acting class. Wow. Okay. Now that we're not in class anymore, how was I as a student? I think you are fantastic. <laughs> uh, and I, and I yeah. mean that sincerely. Your approach, your approach to stuff is very pure, very honest. There isn't, uh, for me, at least like watching you work and even doing comedy with you as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're so open and you're ready to, to play. And I think that's so important. That's an important ingredient for any actor or comedic actor or comedian to have because that's when you really can allow the very best to come out and you encourage and inspire each other because you and I you were so open that I would pitch ideas to you like yeah 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 yeah, and let's do this and we just kept jumping back and forth to the point that we got up there and we must have sort of held that sketch hostage for a good extra minute do you remember the sketch? Planned. It was the gym sketch, the the dance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we did it at the Julia the Burgos yeah. Center in yes. Harlem. And we just did you guys some took, shit. And that sketch, need, that sketch needed, like, you know, an infusion of something. It was like, okay, this sketch might be cute. And then, yeah, it was the you opening guys killed that it. we walked in. You guys if, killed uh, it. Victor, this is me, Frank. Uh, how was I in your first class ever? Like, <laughs> What, did, what was your impression of me? Frank, I think you were, you know, you were a very serious student. Like, you took your time to observe everything before you played. But then when she got in there, you were like a like a, a free dove. Nice. Ooh, Ooh I like that. But that's the truth, Frank, right? You were in the back. You were kind of quiet, kept to yourself. And then, you know, then you, you went in, went into play. That's, yeah. That's, that sounds like Frank. He's like observing. Before we wrap this short, sure. I want to give you motherfucking props for a short film that you did about Puerto Rico and the whole situation with the the, preg- the sterilization. Pregnant. That Puerto Rico when you did that in that time in black and white, the way you shot it, that to- told me that yes, you do a lot of stuff independently, but you do it beautifully. And I think that was a strong message around that time, especially when you have the background of doing comedy to mm-hmm. do a film like that. And I feel like that that I feel like we need to like. You, that it's it's still relevant right now. So sure. props to you as a filmmaker because that was so beautifully done in a message prior to what's going on right now in Puerto Rico and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was just wanted to give you the props because that was so beautifully done. Yo, Mike, thanks well for that. Done, Appreciate Victor. it. Yeah, man. Well, please, ladies and gentlemen, one time for Victor Cruz. Woo! Woo! On the Latinos Aloud podcast. Okay, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, you guys, it's 
Fuchila Fresheners sponsor, que lo que? Have you gone to the website yet? Fuchila Fresheners, F-U. C-H-I-L-A Fresheners.com Use code LOL20 And you'll get a fat discount So Victor Cruz I have a question for you Let's do it Que lo que Alright y'all I got my own acting studio Conveniently located in Times Square You can log on to VictorCruzActingStudio.com To find out about our classes Our self-tape services for actors Our private coaching And information on my podcast Which airs every Tuesday you can also find it on YouTube, the YouTube channel, which is Victor Cruz Acting Studio. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts. Also, starting on April 17th, I'm going to be on a new play called The Hombres at yeah. the Two River Theater yeah. in Red Bank, New Jersey. Thespian. That's right. It's going to run from April 17th to May 10th. So definitely, definitely check that out. Um, what else is there? What can I say? I'll be on West Side Story later this year, December 18th, 2020. Yeah. Nice. Um, alongside some amazing actors and performers. You don't want to miss that. That's directed by Steven Spielberg, written amazing. by Tony Kushner. And, and it's full circle because July 4th, you're going to be on a cruise and you're going to be able to complete the stand-up that you did oh, wow. 20 years ago. That That's right. We'll give you the details later. That's I right. don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> I'm hoping that your husband will produce that cruise. He's still producing cruises. Uh, anyway, thank you, Victor. All right. So for me, Uptown Collective, the Northern Manhattan Arts Alliance, NOMA, is in partnership with the Manhattan Borough President's Office, Make a Manhattan Count Initiative. Seek a PSA video submission of 30 seconds to two minutes to encourage participation in the 2020 census. The census is much more than a head count. It provides a picture of our nation that determines where to build schools, hospitals, and businesses, how federal funding is distributed, and how congressional seats are appointed. Cities like ours, with a diverse population of large immigrant communities, are at risk of being undercounted. So submit, go to uptowncollective.com and get more information. Check out Corriente Latina. And then as a board member of the Dominican Writers Organization, they are having their opportunity to get tickets for their two-day conference. So go to dominicanwriters.org for that. And uh, for me, Juan Bago on all the platforms. All right. Bye. Michael, okay. I just want to give some, some shout-outs. Um, give a shout out to Room 28 member and my nephew Andrew Casanova was on TV he was in two yes. shows yeah. in one night nice. at the same time at the same time he was in this ABC show called For Life he's on the pilot you should on demand it the first episode if you haven't seen it and if you did see it he was the the kid that was that the main character was representing mm -hmm. in the, the case mm -hmm. amazing did a great job that same night he was in FBI's Most Wanted which is a show on CBS yeah. and wow. uh, he actually had a really good scene in that it was shorter but it's a really good scene somewhere in the middle check it out uh, but yeah shout out to him um, also shout out when we were talking about our, our Room 28 show last week we didn't mention that there was there was a marriage proposal at the yeah. end of the show. Yes, there was. So I want to shout out Alessio Arajo and Maureen Toomey. They got engaged on our show. We actually did it within a sketch. It was a fake sketch that became a proposal. It was that really, you wrote. That I wrote. So I wrote great. this bachelor type sketch. And actually, the sketch was actually going really good. I was like, oh, wow. Too bad it has the end on this proposal because people were liking it. But um, Multiple people told me that they still thought it was a sketch. Yeah. That wow. the proposal was not real. No, it was real. And uh, they are 
hopefully they live happily ever after. It was a great... Uh, so, proposal. ladies and gentlemen, uh, the bottom line is, if you want to propose to your girlfriend on a Room 28 show, contact We Are Latinos Out Loud. Yep. And we'll connect we you can to the Room 28 see email. And we can arrange for the it. The fake mm-hmm. sketch, you know, proposing it's within a sketch fee. is extra. It's a little extra. extra fee. Extra Along fee. those lines, I think we can pretty much help anybody in any life event. Jamie can write a sketch. Yeah. You got beef with a high school friend that you haven't spoken for 20 years? We can write it. We can write a sketch. Write a sketch. Bring if them you want to do a uh, gender reveal for your baby, Perfect. we could do it in the sketch. Bar mitzvahs. <laughs> All that. So, yo, yo, my man, you messed up with your wife. You cheated on her. Yo, come we'll to the show. We'll write you a sketch. She'll be blown away. You'll get her back in no time. We guarantee it. So, the information's out there. You do what you want with it. Um, Jay Ferns, Instagram, J underscore Ferns, Twitter. Rachel, you're next. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. I've never done this before. Okay, wait, well, wait. what? You imagine if you're like you, it's so popular that the whole show is just that the whole show like eight <laughs> sketches that are just <laughs> yo that's how you hustle right we have Victor here the, you know a great hustler so yes. we gotta hustle for these you know for some extra cash that's I think a great idea Juan Bago just hmm. saying we'll help you get out of any sticky situation you have a warrant out for your arrest we'll invite the officers involved and we'll do a sketch your about PO it your P.O. will be in the audience <laughs> they'll love it wow Juan is innocent We'll invite the judge, make oh. him laugh, and you're gonna, you're gonna get away with it. Yeah. Well, massive love to Yero.com. That's double L E R O dot com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. This week they broke it down with Ink Master, Mr. Cartoon, about how he's healing broken hearts and covering up exes' names. Mm-hmm. Check it all out on Yero.com. That is juicy. Um, okay, room 28. I mean, listen, guy, we're headed to Canada, baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. We're getting in a minivan together. Yeah. This is and be we're fun. driving to Toronto because room 28 is performing in the Toronto Sketch Festival. Wow. What? We're going international with our comedy. It's going to be great. Please follow us at Room 28 Comedy. We will definitely be Instagram living from the road trip and the road stops, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are in Toronto or plan on coming to Toronto that week, we're going to be performing March 6th and 7th at the Comedy Bar. For information, go to torontosketchfest.com. And again, just follow us at Room 28 Comedy because we've posted all of the information there too and please follow me at Rachel La Loca I promise you I will share some good content I get some feedback on my IG stories and people seem to like getting a sneak peek into my life and Mm -hmm. a sneak peek into the later um, the better yeah late night Rachel La Loca is different than daytime it's an experience yeah, thanks, Jamie. I feel like there's like a, like a bunch of people that like they see that you're about to go Instagram live at two in the morning and they're throwing shit around the park. Yo, get on, watch her. It's her time now. Yeah, two o'clock is when I shine, and it's when I light up. If you know mm. what I mean. And sometimes go for a walk and talk. Uh, usually I'm with my dog for security. Anyway, join me at Rachel La Loca for that and more. And thank you for supporting us. We've got a few new reviews. Maybe we should share them next week. They're pretty good. And please, if you haven't left a review yet, what are you doing? Yeah. You can leave us like a few words. You could leave us a lot of words, but they're your words and we want to hear them. So leave them on iTunes. Follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. We love you guys so much. And on that note, we out! It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh. Latinos, Latinos, Latinos.
¿Qué show es ese que están escuchando? ¡Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. Tremenda vaina. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Estas son las historias del último episodio. Te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? También te traemos la historia de un lugar en el mundo donde los perros son azules. Hay un niño de 7 años de edad que sospecha ser culpable de una de las cosas más terribles que le ha pasado a la humanidad. Una familia en la zona rural de Colombia investiga la desaparición de animales de su granja. Cuando averiguan la respuesta, casi pierden sus vidas. Acuérdate que de estas cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Suscríbete hoy en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. Tremenda Vaina Podcast. Tremenda Vaina.